You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. He's hard driven, Hondo Grattan's out after him and then Adios Victor and Yulara Beaton coming to the corner. 200 metres left to go, Hondo almost on terms with Brett Armour and then Adios Victor, the tea is stretched across the track as they flatten for the run-in. Brett Armour just in front of Hondo Grattan who's wearing him down. Hondo Grattan grabs the lead, here's Adios Victor breaking home on the outside. Hondo's just in front, he wins, yes! Hondo Grattan's won it. They called him the Bathurst Bulldog, Hondo Grattan, a remarkable horse, just one of those tough iron paces from that era. 116 starts, 58 wins, 16 seconds, 17 thirds. That was the 74 in the Dominion final. Of course, he won it in 73 as well, so back-to-back, and Chris Barsby joins us. Good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Just uh, one of those tough horses that travelled everywhere and normally would be competitive, Hondo Grattan. Yeah, absolutely, Steve. And uh, with you saying went everywhere, uh, that's that's an understatement because he did go everywhere. He would have uh, chalked up plenty of miles in the uh, in the back of the float or the truck with the Turnbull. So he competed in uh, in most states, uh, even went across to New Zealand. So yeah, great horse, one of the, uh, the the best known horses in the sport. There's no doubt about that. Come through that golden era. So. Uh, it's going to be interesting, uh, the ID uh, 23, and it's only, what, just over a month away now, Steve, so the countdown is well and truly on, so we're looking forward to seeing whose name is going to be added to that honour roll later this year. And we might even play a song that Tappy did about Hondo Grattan, Little Hondo. <laughs> we might even wrap up with that this morning. Now, this guy's in form, and he's with us, Chris. In form, that's an understatement. His lead, Steve, on the national premiership is 114. On the state premiership, his nearest rival is 153 winners behind. He is having one heck of a year, there's no doubt about that. He went down to Launceston on the weekend, Steve. The Australian Drivers' Championship took place. Unfortunately, the weather wasn't kind down there, so it was sort of cancelled halfway through. We only got the four races, but he had the lead by that stage and he was deemed to be the winner. We're talking about Nathan Dawson. He joins us now. Nathan, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Was that a little weird for you there on, on Saturday night, being crowned the winner when only half of the races were, were run and won? Yeah, you know, it would have been good to get through the meeting and, you know, be the winner at the end of it. But, um, you know, it's the way it played out and uh, we can't change that. How bad was the weather, Nathan? Yeah, it wasn't good. Um, you know, there was a heap of rain and there was lightning and that about. So, um, yeah, it didn't really relent. What was it like uh, being down there with that, that group of drivers? There was some great talent uh, down there competing. Gary Hall Jr. stands out. I think he was the runner-up behind you when the, the meeting was called off. So what was it like uh, going up against some of those star drivers? Yeah, it was really good. Um, you know, it was a privilege to be down there um, competing with those drivers, you know, and just hanging out with them. Um, they're all a good bunch of guys and girls. So, um, no, it was very good. All right. So 340 wins on the on the board so far this season. We're into the final week of October, so we've still got November and December to go. How are we looking at getting 400? Are you doing the maths? Uh, are you on track? Yeah, I think um, I can get pretty close. Um, you know, I've had a pretty good few months, and um, you know, if that keeps up, um, I should get thereabouts. 
All right. I just did a quick calculation. In between tonight and Sunday, you're down for 26 drives. So surely there's a few winners amongst that uh, that bunch there. Yeah, you'd think so. Um, you know, I'm having a pretty good run at the moment. So if I can keep that up, um, you know, I think I can get to the 400. All right. Just with Saturday night, I know it's still early and final changes haven't been made, but I think you were down for about four races. There. That, that's light for you on a Saturday night, isn't it? Yeah, um, when the fields come out, I only had two, um, so that was pretty quiet, um, you know, and unusual, but I've picked up a couple, so, um, you know, hopefully I can get a few more. All right. One of your drives this weekend, or that you're down for, is the uh, Victoria Trotters Derby, the Group 1 feature at Mirabari. You were there on the weekend on Sunday, driving him in the heat. He finished fourth. Will you make the return trip this weekend? Yeah, I'll be heading back down there Sunday morning for the drive, um, you know, Barrier wasn't kind to us, but, um, you know, I was pretty happy with his heat run. Yeah, he was good last week. That was a really strong heat in comparison to the other heat one, one by the Kiwi, love me too. But uh, there was so much depth in your heat, but he performed really well. We spoke with Graham Dwyer yesterday. It wasn't smooth sailing getting him down there. So to, to finish as close as what he did, he's done a big job. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, we thought in that heat, if we could, you know, race competitive... Um, you know, when the final comes around, um, you know, it's not going to be any harder. So, um, you know, draws wasn't good for us, but um, we're in it, you know, and, you know, stranger things have happened. So you're just relying on a lot of luck from that draw? He's drawn, what, almost the outside of the second row, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Um, he's out in 12. So if things go our way, you know, and, and the races run genuine, um, I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see him get over the top. All right. Graham also produced that three-year-old uh, that won yesterday at Albion Park. He's two for two uh, in Brisbane. Darcy's fireball. How do you compare Darcy's fireball to not as promised? I've only had a couple of drives on him, but um, I actually think he could potentially be better than um, not as promised. He's more of a natural trotter, and um, you know he gets over the ground a lot better. So I personally think in time he could be better. It was someone yesterday because he was rising in grade, he was taking on the older trotters, and you were last still with about 500 to go, so he had no right to win yesterday. No, that's right. Um, you know, the race didn't really plan out to how I wanted it. Um, you know, I was hoping I could have got up there early and, you know, not have to come round him because he's just not quite set in his gate yet, but um, he handled it well and, and he won pretty easy. All right. Another winner for you yesterday was King Vance. Uh, this was the first starter. He's the half-brother to Colt 31. Uh, he won by close to 40 metres, going 156, and you never moved on him. So what sort of feel did he give you yesterday, King Vance? Yeah, we've always liked him um, ever since the Edgeos. Um, he just went through a little patch um, where he started to get a little bit racy and we just had to look after him and you know, teach him right from wrong, but... We knew he had the ability there, but um, I was pretty shocked yesterday how easy he actually did it. He's not the biggest cult going around, is he? No, he's no, he's only a little fella, but he's got the right attitude and you know a good heart, so um, yeah, that's a big bonus for him. All right, so they've been super patient with him. The fact that he's rising four, so we're deep into this three-year-old season. Uh, is there any sort of plans, or are you just happy to go through the grades? Yeah, I don't think we, there's any really plan set for him. Um, you know, I don't think anyone was really expecting him to come out and do that yesterday. But um, 
Uh, we'll just keep going through the grades and you know, see how he progresses. Right. A couple from the trials that I want to ask about. Uh, firstly, tonight at Redcliffe, uh, she's considered to be Queensland's best mayor. I think she is. Uptown Beach girl. She's back. She's aiming towards the Inner Dominion. There's some other features just around the corner. Are you looking forward to getting back behind her? Yeah, I am. Um, you know, I really enjoy her. And as you said, she's probably one of Queensland's better mayors. So it's good to have her back and, you know, get some bigger races. All right. Just from the trial session yesterday at Albion Park. Now, I was interested to see how this played out. Captain Shuffles, Teddy Disco in the same trial. You were down to drive Captain Shuffles. So what do we sort of read into that? Um, the only reason I was driving Shuffles yesterday is we did some gear changes. Um, so I was just seeing, um, you know, everything was happy. You know, but um, he was good. So I guess just down the track, we'll just have to see. You know, if they come up against each other and, you know, probably how they're going at the time. All right, so those gear changes, they worked? Did they get the tick? Yeah, they did. Um, we'll just have to tinker a little bit more, but um, we're pretty happy with him. All right. Teddy Disco trial good yesterday too. Yeah, he was. Um, we've been looking after him, you know, just give him the easy way on the way back, but yesterday he was really good. Right. Well, I've got to ask about tonight. Uh, you've got seven drives tonight. Uh, I won't go through each and every race, but is there one there for punters that you're really keen on? Um, I actually think Talk with Esteem's dropping back in um, grade, you know. So I think um, she could do, you know, a bit at a decent price. Well, that's interesting because I was going to put a challenge to you this morning on, on live radio because I spoke with a few uh, within the camp and they said, ask Nathan how his confidence levels are with Talk With Esteem, who's drawn six, and where's the other one? Talk In Control, who's drawn nine. Let's see if his form's as good as what he keeps telling everyone and if he can get them into the top three money from their draw. So you're, you're accepting this challenge that both of these horses can finish top three? Yeah, I will. Um, you know, I think they can run good races and, you know, I think that's probably, you know, one of the better ones tonight. All right. Well, the challenge has been accepted, so we'll uh, we'll take that back. And the other one, just in, in wrapping up, I've got to ask this question. It was posed to me yesterday. There's a few nicknames going around for you at the moment, but there's one that stood out for me yesterday. Dandy. What's all that about? Nathan Dandy Dawson. Uh, just something that Sean Grimsey come up with. Um, you know, I used to call him Frosty because of one of his trial drives. He was ice cool, so he come up with Dandy for me, and it's kind of stuck. Right. So you're happy with it? Yeah, I've been called a lot worse, so I'm happy with anything <laughs> like that. All right. Hey, good stuff. Job well done picking up that Australian Drivers' Championship last week. Uh, it just adds to the season that you're having. Huge numbers. It's far from finished, so 400 is the target. Onwards and upwards. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Chris. Good to be on. There's Nathan Dawson joining us. So, uh, yeah, stack of drives coming through tonight. I think he's got seven tonight, seven tomorrow, seven on Friday. And then he's got four at this stage, possibly picks up a few more on Saturday night. And then he heads down to Miraburra on Sunday for that Group 1 drive in the Victoria Trotters Derby. And I'll check with Darren Clayton later, but it may be the first time that a Queensland-trained trotter has qualified for that big feature. Here's another young gun here in Queensland, Angus Garrard, and I'm keen to ask him about a few horses as well. He joins us now. Angus, good morning. Morning, Chris. Classy Washington. He was a winner last Saturday night. He's now gone back to back. Is he your favourite horse? 
Oh, yeah, he'd be pretty close. Uh, it's probably pretty tough between him and Manila Playboy, but, uh, yeah, no, he's a lovely horse. He's just so consistent. Yeah, he is, Chris. He never runs a bad race, you know. I, I can drive him bad, I can drive him good. He's always thereabouts. Is that, or, or was that, win number nine for you guys last week? Uh, I think so. Sounds about mm-hmm. right. I'm not 100% off the top of my head, but, yeah. And he was just so comfortable getting up the home straight. 55-9 for the middle distance trip, 27-7, 27-8. Yeah, he was super. He did it really easy, you know. He um, he actually sort of switches off a bit when he's on his own. So even at home, you know, he never sort of works as sharp on his own. And a couple of trials he led, he's been really casual. So, um, you know, once he sort of put him away around the bend, he did ease up. And, you know, I never knocked him around, never pulled the plug. So really pleased. We've got some upcoming features just around the corner, the Summer Carnival features. Are you guys going to have a throw at the stumps and, uh, you know, let him have his chance against the big boys? Yeah, I think so. At this stage, I think we'll nominate for the bigger Johnny next Saturday, um, whether he gets in or not. Um, probably another story, but, you know, he, he'll race somewhere next Saturday, whether it's in the bigger Johnny or in another four to two, and then um, see where we're at after that. All right. Well, he's done a super job. There's no question about that. You mentioned Manila Playboy. He was back at the trials last week. Uh, were you happy with the effort? Yeah, I was really happy with him, Chris. He felt super sharp. We only wanted a nice soft trial, so it worked out really good. And, uh, found the light super sort of without asking, so really pleased. OK. So this could put you in a difficult spot then. So if he's nominated for the Be Good Johnny Sprint and Classy Washington gains a start... Which way are you going to go? I'll work it out if it comes to that. I think, <laughs> um, I think uh, you know, I've stuck by Manila Playboy and uh, I think probably if Manila Playboy's there, then Classy Washington will probably struggle to get in anyway, to be honest. So it's probably not something that's going to happen, I wouldn't think. A very diplomatic answer, that one. And just on Manila Playboy... Um, did you notice any sort of change to his sort of physical makeup when you, you know, laid eyes on him last week? Yeah, I actually think he has grown up a bit. You know, Shane said to me um, when he got him back from a spell there, he said, I think he's actually got a bit taller and I think he's right. He's really strengthened up. He's a big boy now and, um, you know, he looks probably as good as he ever has to me. All right, well, we're looking forward to seeing him back at the track, Manila Playboy. Just also from last Saturday night, the trotter for the uh, the, the family, Sir Fahrenheit. He ran third behind Majestic Harry and my ultimate Eddie. Uh, I think he's just in the uh, the 20s, early 20s. Let me just double-check here. 22 at this point for ID 23. Are you guys winning the battle with Sir Fahrenheit? Is he getting to the right type of form as this series comes closer? Yeah, I think so, Chris. Um... I said a few weeks ago there, I think he's actually going probably as good as he ever has. Just, you know, there's a whole bunch of really good shots coming through up here at the moment. So sort of if you draw bad, it makes it really tough. So I, I was super pleased that he's run on Saturday night. You know, on first thought, I was sort of a little disappointed that he didn't sort of track around the corner and, and win, but... You know, his sectionals were still really good. He had the fastest last quarter of the race, home in 28-4, so can't really ask for much more, and I do think he's still improving. All right, well, that's a good sign. So the Inter-Dominion dream is well and truly alive? Yeah, I think so. You know, he's certainly not as talented as some of those really good ones. You know, the Queen Elite isn't just believe in that sort of grade, but 
um, you know, if he got the right run, he's the sort of horse that could sort of pick up a first five. All right. A couple of others that I'm, I'm waiting to see return, and we've got some nice races just around the corner, so I'm keen to see or hear if they're in work and aiming towards these races. The Vicar of Dibley, Regazzo Dietilli, are they, are they close to a return? No, they're still out having a break at the moment, Chris. Um, they've been out, I think, uh, maybe six or eight weeks now. So, um, you know, they're, they're not far off coming back to the stable, but they're still out at the moment. Um, from all reports, they're looking really well and doing great. So hopefully um, when we do get them back, they'll sort of take that next step. All right. Well, just with regards to Dietilli, given the fact that he's a Q-bred horse and he's about to turn four, there's a lot to look forward to as a four-year-old because, you know, Racing Queensland have really boosted a lot of these four-year-old races with uh, new races, good prize money. So there's a lot on offer next year. Yeah, certainly. You know, um, yeah, Rising Sun, the Hayden, you know, there's a whole bunch there. Um, even the triads and stuff like that. You know, there's, there's sort of plenty on the list with him next year. So hopefully... Um, if he just improves that little bit more, you know, he's sort of not far behind the very best ones and he hopefully improves that little bit and he can be a player in some of them. Yeah, absolutely. A, a win in the Hayden would be ideal. Uh, picks up a uh, a spot in the Eureka, the world's richest harness race. You'll take that every day of the week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, let's go through a couple of your drives tonight. Uh, Dollar Bill in race one. A uh, little bit tricky to draw the inside of the second row, but he's going well. Yeah, he is going well, Chris. Um, he sort of, to my eye, he seemed right back to himself last week. You know, uh, the team has been having a little bit of trouble with him, but he uh, he seemed sort of back to the old bill last week and hopefully he can run a good race from not a very good draw. All right. Speaking of awkward draws here, the Maharani in race two, she's got gate five. Can she feature here? Uh, she's definitely, you know, got the ability to and she's going well enough to, but... Um, she's probably a mare that sort of needs the race run the suit and needs to get in the right spot. I just don't know whether we're going to get there from that draw. All right, here's another awkward draw, race five. Tracer Bullet, he's got the outside of the second row. So how does that sort of, uh, you know, help his chances or doesn't it help his chances? Um, oh, again, it's probably not ideal, but in saying that, he's probably back in grade a little bit, I'd say, so... Uh, there looks a little bit of speed on paper, so hopefully it works out that way and he might be able to get into it late. All right. Fun times in race seven. Drawn gate seven, the inside of the second row for Dudley Warburton. Yeah, I, I actually don't mind this filly. Um, I haven't sat behind her for a while, but she looks like she's been going OK and comes up with a decent sort of a draw tonight behind one sort of trial pretty well. So hopefully she can sort of run a nice race and be close to anyway. Mm. What about Dudley with Buck the System? He's 13 years of age, that horse, and uh, he won like he was a sprightly four-year-old last week at Albion Park. Yeah, that's right. He, he's racing great old Buck, and uh, he sort of doesn't feel like slowing down at the moment anyway. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, race eight tonight, the Crom. You know this mare well. She's drawn gate five. Yeah, he, he sort of needs a better draw than that, but in saying that, he's, he's another one that's probably racing as good as he ever has, and... His last start win was really good, so if he sort of had everything go his way, he certainly would surprise me. All right, and your last drive tonight in race nine, Magic Nitro. I'll put a challenge out to Nathan Dawson. Can you tell me that Magic Nitro, is she ever going to win a race? Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, I think Magic Nitro won a maiden, but um, I, I think she's in a one win tonight from memory, but um, she's actually starting to go a bit better. She, we sort of had a bit of trouble with a bit of a virus there a little while ago, and I think a few of them are starting to get back there, so her last run was good, and hopefully she can go a little bit better again tonight. So which drive are you most looking forward to tonight, then? Um, I think probably Dollar Bill gets into the right race if things work out. Just probably couldn't have asked for a worse draw for him. But, um, you know, if he happened to be in the right spot, I think he's probably as good as anything in that race. All right. Hopefully get the cash nice and early. Race one, number seven. Hey, Angus, appreciate the time. Uh, good luck over the next couple of weeks with all these nice races just around the corner. No worries. Thanks, Chris. There's Angus Garrard joining us, and Nathan Rothwell is about to join us now. He's a young concession driver that's getting plenty of success. So far this year, 31 wins for young Nathan. He's got plenty of placings as well, being snapped up by a lot of trainers as well with his claim, and he's going to be busy tonight, and he joins us now. Nathan, appreciate the time. Thanks, Chris. Uh, you're enjoying it still? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's great fun. Uh, driving out there and it's been great um, to get the opportunities that have been given so far. I'll tell you what, you've got your own horse uh, ticking along nicely. Tommy Bly, he's been a ripper. Yeah, he's a, he's a nice, consistent horse. Um, he can be a little bit frustrating at times, um, the mental side of the horse, but um, when he's when he's on his A game, he's um, he seems to be very good and at the moment he's um, loving racing, that's for sure. All right, just expand on that. What do you mean by that? He, he can be frustrating at times. Oh, look, he's just got a few little um, oh, little things uh, mentally. Um, you know, um, he's not the easiest horse to drive. Um, just a few bad habits um, that he's, you know, had early on and, and he's still got. But, um, yeah, look, he's definitely getting better and I think it's been more of a maturity thing. All right, so, well, um, yeah. Yeah, we'll keep following him. He's going really well, there's no doubt about it. And he's got gauge speed, which is so crucial up here. Oh, definitely, yeah. Definitely helps, that's for sure. All right. Let's go through your drives tonight. Uh, Donnie Jones in race number three. He, he's uh, not getting any younger, but he's still racing as well as ever, this guy. Yeah, he's still racing like a four-year-old, isn't he? Um, he's in great form at the moment, and he's another horse with uh, plenty of gate speed, so... Hopefully tonight, you know, he's able to use that and, and be right in it again. All right. He comes up with gate four. It's 2040. Just looking at those to your inside, do you think you're a chance of getting across? Um, look, I think we'll have a look. Um, we'll just just see with connections first. But um, I, I, I personally do think he's got the gate speed to lead. All right. He, he doesn't have to lead to win, though, does he? No, definitely not. No, he sat parked park last side and he ran a super race. So um, there's obviously uh, definitely some more options there. So, um, yeah, no, he definitely doesn't have to lead to win. All right. And it looks a fairly even field this one tonight? Uh, definitely, yeah. Definitely not um, up in grade, that's for sure. Um, yeah, he's good as anything in it, definitely. All right. Well, that's Donnie Jones at race three. What about race four? Highly respected. You've only had a, a couple of drives behind this horse, but you've found the key because the last two runs have been really good, including that win last time out. Yeah, look, she, she's a decent mare. Um, I think, yeah, she drew four uh, today or tonight. Um, so, look, I'm not sure exactly where she's going to end up. I think she's got a bit of gate speed. Um, but, yeah, she... 
I don't know whether whether she goes back or, or forward. I think I think she should be right in the race, um, no matter what. All right, you got speed to your inside, immediate inside with Betty's Gold Class. She can really fly the gate early. Yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd say we'll probably be going back and and looking for a trail home. Um, and look, she's definitely going good enough to to definitely um, finish finish in a place. That's for sure. All right. Uh, race six, again for Lockie Hart. Sabotage is your drive here. Draw on the outside of the second row. Does that make it tough? Um, yeah, Chris, I think it does make it quite tough. She's going to end up a long way back. Um, look, she's not in the in her, in her best form at the moment, which um, doesn't help. But, um, yeah, look, we'll, we'll probably be looking just for, for um, you know, inside runs late and, and, you know, maybe if she's on her A game, we can maybe sneak into a place. All right. Do we just wait for a good draw? Because she's got early speed, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, she does. She definitely has early speed. So I'd say, yeah, if she if she happens to draw one or two in the near future, I think she, oh, that that's probably her best chance, definitely. All right. And the last race, they've got you there all night tonight, saving Major Percy. But it might be worth the wait because he finally comes up with a good draw. Yeah, um, old Percy, he's um, hasn't been in the be or in his best uh, career form of late, but um, I think he should rediscover some of that form tonight. Um, drawn, drawn one, um, he should be able to use his gate speed and hold him out. Um, that's more of his go um, up front rolling. So um, yeah, we'll see how we go tonight. But um, yeah, he's he's a definite winning chance. That's for sure. All right, and that inside gate at the 2040 start point, uh, it's a big help, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely, Chris. It's a huge advantage. Yeah, all right. Is he the best of your drives or is Donnie Jones the pick of your drives tonight? Um, oh, look, they're, they're a hard one to split, but uh, I'd probably lean slightly towards Percy. All right. Well, we'll keep the uh, the powder dry and wait until the end of the night. Just looking ahead, Saturday night, a couple of nice drives. See you there on Saturday night. Uh, Beach Villa comes up with barrier one. That's ideal for him because he's a fast beginner. Yeah, yeah, he's a very fast beginner and um, he seems to race uh, very well in front. So, um, yeah, look, I, I think if he gets the front and he gets it easy enough, well, um, he, he should be very, very hard to beat. All right. Uh, Obi-Wan, you, you just missed out on that last race yesterday with Obi-Wan. Is he a cool horse to drive? Yeah, he, he's a very, very cool horse to drive. Um, yeah, he's got, a, he's got an amazing turn of foot. Um, look, he's just, he's just the sort of horse that, you know, with a soft enough run... Um, you can peel between you know the 400 and 600 and and be riding it nearly every time. So um, yeah, no, he's a, he's a lovely horse to drive. All right, and the other one for you on Saturday night, Lethen Burn. That that's probably the the draw you didn't want to get. He was so brave in the heat. He led up. He copped a heap of pressure and he just went down. So gate ten at the miles, not ideal. Yeah, not ideal. Um, look, the horse is going very good at, at the moment. He's come back great. Um, last start, he was obviously second up, and you're in a super race. So, um, look, you'll probably need a little bit of luck, but, um, you know, if he's close enough there towards the end, well, uh, I'm sure he'll be flying home. All right. And just in wrapping up, tell me, Tommy Bly, gate one tomorrow, is that his race? Uh, it definitely looks it on paper. Um, but we'll be definitely trying to lead, that's for sure. And, and um, yeah, look, if he's on his A game, he definitely should be winning that race. All right. Fingers crossed. Hey, really appreciate the time. Keep up the good work and we'll see you trackside. No worries, Chris. Thanks for having me.
There's Nathan Rothwell joining us. So some good drives for Nathan over the uh, the next couple of days starting tonight. He's got his own horse, Tommy Bly, going around tomorrow and he's picked up some nice drives there on Saturday night. So we wish him all the very best. Darren Clayton joins us now. Darren, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you today? Yeah, really well. What's making news in your world? Uh, there's a bit happening, um, that's for sure. And you mentioned then you spoke to Nathan this morning with his uh, great record he's going with there. I think one of the other um, highlights of his record, not only his, uh, his wins, you look at his placings, Chris. He's got 228 seconds, 214 thirds, as well as the uh, 340 winners. That's just uh, incredible numbers. He's got more thirds, or double the amount of thirds than Pete McMullen, who's, who's second on the list. So Pete's finished third 107 times, Nathan 214 times. So, you know, they're huge numbers right across the board, not just the winners. So uh, full, full credit to Nathan and the team there. We'll see some Inner Dominion second round rankings out later today, Chris. Um, the um, Monday was the cutoff for the next round of acceptances. A few notable omissions in the acceptances, one of those being Captain Ravishing, so he's out of the series. Um, and then uh, we'll get to see those rankings later today and, and how they rejuggle with the performances in recent weeks since the first round. So looking forward to seeing what sort of movement there is in those. You weren't surprised by any of those sort of uh, changes, uh, in particular Captain Ravishing, uh, four runs in a fortnight, didn't seem like he was going to sort of be suited by those sort of conditions. He probably didn't, not with the preparation we've seen him have in the last probably two to three months, but uh, I guess as it is with Captain Ravishing, it's just a, another little chapter in the story that's a, a pretty crazy story of this horse that just always seems to, to throw something up, so... Um, yeah, they'll, I guess, look for a race now somewhere else. He's not going to New Zealand either, so who knows where we'll see him bob up again and catch a wave. It'll be interesting to see what sort of targets um, uh, Andy Gath can get with him now that he's not coming. Um, Steve reported earlier in the week, leap to fame, likely to have two runs in November. So reading between the lines there, would you expect those two runs to be the Be Good Johnny Sprint and the Queensland Cup? So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Mm, yeah, that seems the most likely, given the money uh, up for stake with both of those races. Speaking of ID23 and the New Zealand Cup, Swayze had his stand start trial this morning at Menangle. Um, by all reports, he handled it fine. He was able to beat Max Shard's Spirit of St. Louis. So Swayze, Spirit of St. Louis, I think Greg O'Connor said that they fly out on the 5th of November. Uh, Swayze's going to start on Sunday. Uh, so he'll go around in that free-for-all and uh, that'll be his final start, obviously, before heading across to New Zealand. But judging by the way he, he, he returned with that first-up victory and if he gets the, the win again on Sunday, she's going to be hard to beat in the New Zealand Cup. Yeah, he sure is, and, um, you know, Jason Grimson can travel his horse as well. They don't seem to have any any issues in performing away from um, You know, Majestic Cruiser, we saw him do a really good job in the New Zealand Cup last year. Uh, he's got Swayze this year, so, yeah, it was, it was a great first-up return run. So after this Saturday, well, he's already booked on the flight, so if, if he, like you say, comes out and performs strongly this Saturday, well... Um, he's going to be mighty hard to beat in that New Zealand Cup, that's for sure. And Spirit of St. Louis joining him on the flight back. So 
um, yeah, it, it all shapes well that you know maybe this this is the year that uh, is our next Arden Rooney moment, an Australian horse going over and winning that big New Zealand Cup. Yeah, absolutely. Can't find a better man who's bound for ID 23. He was able to trial this morning, trialled well, winning that trial. I think he went uh, just under 53. So looking forward to seeing him back in Queensland. He does boast a victory over Leap to Fame. He got him in the South East Derby last year as a three-year-old. Uh, also, um, news that I needed to pass on here. Oh, they've got a, a very nice horse in Sydney right now, Nicholas Cage. Uh, prepared in Cambridge by Andrew and Lynn Neal. Lynn's brought him across, Nicholas Cage, obviously named after the uh, the Hollywood actor. Uh, but he's got a victory over a cooter and copy that. He's a high-quality horse, more than $100,000. So he's based with the McCarthys there at Cobbity. It'll be interesting to see which way they go with him. I, I asked Luke about it, and uh, he said, oh, he's, he's settling in well, so it'd be good to see him step out. Looking forward to it. But... I went through it. He's not amongst the nominations for ID23, so it'll be interesting to see what the, the target is with a horse like him. He's only a four-year-old, so he's about to turn five, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, see where he actually uh, bobs up and, and what sort of race. Uh, I guess there still is the late nomination opportunity. Um, it'd be a fair price to pay. You'd want to be pretty confident uh, of paying that money up, so... I guess they'll just try and find their way through perhaps early in the new season with the, the Miracle Mile or somewhere around that. Obviously, being five, he'll, he'll be out of the Chariots of Fire in those lead-up sprints. So um, perhaps they're just looking at that as a, as a potential target. So interesting to see which way he goes there. We saw uh, yesterday another new one for Queensland Connections with Jason Grimson. Uh, got a late name change to Mr Robin Hood. Um, I found it a little bit uh, odd that the name wasn't changed before yesterday, considering how good Robin Hood the horse was uh, from some years ago, around the late 2000s. So, um, yeah, Mr Robin Hood was a good winner for Jason Grimson yesterday. Uh, did it as he liked out in front, so he's another one that's come across. Uh, and just some other news there, Chris, um, Chris Frisbee, who has been up here campaigning, was disqualified... Uh, for a Levamisol um, swab. Seems to be a lot of them going around in New South Wales at the minute, so we'll just keep an eye out whether he does lodge an appeal or whether he just heads home now. Jendon Strike has been sold to American Interest, so we'll see if she gets on the plane to go. OK. Um, just from the trials yesterday at Albion Park, we've got heats of the peak of the creek next Tuesday. This horse will be lining up in a heat. Mossdale Terry, he looked really good yesterday. He looked good in his first trial, but he was super sharp yesterday, beating OK Boomer. And the two-year-old filly was very good in that trial as well, Zena Rainbow. So might be a bit of form to come out of that trial. 55-1, 27-8, 26-7. He was three wide off the track over the last 600 there, Mossdale Terry. So... Uh, expect him to be amongst nominations for uh, the Peak of the Creek coming up next week. And the other open-class trial, Art Jester was able to beat Teddy Disco off your rocker crocker and the defending Inter-Dominion champion cast no shadow was fourth there. They went 53 uh, for the mile there, finished off in 28-1, 28-8. So uh, we'll watch with interest to see which way those horses go. Orchid Stride, she came up uh, earlier this year during the Constellations She's on her way back, I'm led to believe. So uh, if if she fires Orchid Stride, um, I think she could take it up to a mare like Uptown Beach Girl. I don't think she's going to be ready for those uh, mares races just around the corner, but uh, I hope 
um, that they can get the best out of her because she's a pretty sharp mare, Orchid Stride. She's a lot better than what she showed back in July. So she's coming back to Queensland and uh, she's go uh, going to join a, uh, a local stable up here. Yeah, well, she, um, like you say, she's certainly better than what she was able to produce there. And uh, a couple of those nice mares features that will be on the car on the carnival through the through sort of November, December. So be interesting to see how she goes. Uh, Uptown Beach Girl, looking forward to that trial tonight because she's she's an absolute jet when she gets going. So um, you know, a few mares starting to get through their grades, but yeah, it'd be nice to see another couple of good quality open class mares come up just to uh, strengthen some of those races. Yep, no doubt about that. Nominations for the uh, the Rickliffe Yearling Sales, they're going to close off next Tuesday. So next Tuesday is the cut-off day for the uh, 2025 Rickliffe Yearling Sales. That's uh, sponsored by Garrard. So next Tuesday is the cut-off for owners and breeders out there. So you've still got time to nominate your yearling for that sale. Speaking of Rickliffe, we go there tonight. We've got a good program have you got a good thing or two for tonight's card? Yeah, I thought uh, race eight, Tacker's Last Dance, certainly finds the uh, the right race. A little bit concerned, though, with talking control after hearing Nathan uh, accept the challenge. You uh, don't want to be against him in anything he's challenging at the moment. But I thought Tacker's Last Dance, gate one, looks the perfect trip. She can uh, show the right speed to just hold the right position or even lead if need be. And, that's not an overly strong race, and I thought she got her opportunity. So race eight, number one, Tacker's last dance. OK, that's the last leg of the quaddy. 2.30 with tab fixed price. You happy with that? It's probably a little bit under. The price is sort of a little bit gone, but uh, we have to work with it. And I, like I say, I think she wins. All right. What's the other good thing on the night then? Yeah, I thought we go back to the first race, and I thought... Uh, in race number one, I thought Jackie Moon, number eight, sort of gets his opportunity to follow through at the start, end up in a good position. And that's a race that probably should generate a bit of early speed and also just sort of be better suited to the run on horses. And I thought Jackie Moon gets that profile ideally. Um, he was trying to work home wide out last time out. I think he can get a little bit closer this time around. And like I said, there'll be some good early speed. Roll Onyx gets out well. Purple Shade's likely to have a look and pretty good reason. Number four, she's not far away from a win either. Um, and she's a good gate speed filly as well. So um, I thought that race for Jackie Moon could be a nice one. All right, 310 currently with the tab fixed prize. What about the quaddy? Have you got a uh, combo sorted out? Yeah, so the first leg... Uh, I've got number eight, Riverina Flash, on top. I thought that he was a really good hope in that one. Throw in number two, Call Me Trish, and number four, Love and Miss Dixie. She's been a bit below her best, but um, she's not far away of turning it all around. So two, four, and eight. Uh, the second leg, race six. I've got number four, Tell Me This, on top. I thought, um, well, I thought Jonah Hutchinson, his team's going really well. I thought tonight he, he's in for another good night, and this guy can go close. Vellani Magic, she's not far away. We'll get a, a nice trip there and our dolly off the one will certainly be there about. So we'll go one, four and seven. Uh, the third leg, I thought this was a race in two between number one, Jimmy Joyce. Uh, he's come up pretty short in the market, but uh, he looks to have the right credentials there for Doug Lee. And number three, someone's watching, probably uh, still chasing that first win, should settle in a handy position. Uh, keep an eye on number two feisty and fearless first up but might just need the run so happy with one and three in that third leg 
happy to bring it home with Tacker's last dance in that final leg. If you're looking for a guess, bit of insurance, we'll stick with uh, Dandy Dawson talking control. All right, so two four eight into one four seven, one and three, and one only in that last leg. Eighteen dollars total spend for one hundred percent. I think we should go pretty close tonight, Chris. And there's a few shorties across the card there tonight, but certainly some good winning hopes, that's for sure. All right, so it's race eight, number one, Tacker's last dance. Race one, number eight, Jackie Moon. That's how we play Rickliffe tonight. Hey, I've, I've put a question out to you, and I want to know if you've done your homework here. Uh, Queensland trained trotters competing in a Victoria Trotters Derby final. Have we had any previously? We've had some Queensland-owned trotters, but a Queensland trained trotter. Can you find one? I can't. I've gone through the through the books. I couldn't really see one. You know I'll be late was there last year, but he had transferred to Emma Stewart by that stage. Um, interesting, he only had a start a couple of weeks ago for David Miles. You know I'll be late, so see how he comes up this year as a four-year-old. Uh, John McCarthy had uh, one of the stride horses. I think it was, was it maybe a Moray stride? Uh, in 2012, but I do think he may have left Queensland by that stage, so uh, not really sure whether that one counts, but I couldn't see one earlier than that. There could have been one maybe some years ago, um, but from what I've seen, no, there hasn't, so good luck to Graham Dwyer in connections with not as promised in that race. Um, yeah, so I'd, I'd say no. I'm hoping my research is strong enough for you, Chris, or have you found one? OK. Yep, no, I, I'm sort of tending to agree. I, I couldn't think of anything uh, that sort of jumped off the page. So a uh, job well done to, to Graham there, uh, and hopefully he goes well. It is a bad draw there on Sunday, but who knows? It's a trot race. Anything could happen. Yeah, certainly is, and especially Maryborough in the day sometimes the... You know, if the wind gets up there, I've seen some some crazy things happen in trot races there. And um, but that said, there's some they're very strong three-year-old bunch this year too. You look at a horse like mm. London to a Brick, who we saw come up here and win the Great Square, the inaugural running of the Great Square, and uh, he couldn't run down the locomotive the other day. And um, you know, he a very strong year, unfortunately, but he's in it and he he is right in it. If he improves, he's certainly got probably a length or two to improve. Uh, if he can just really push the button with him. So, yeah, good, good luck. Two connections there in the Trotters derby.